Thank you so much for joining us on Let the Halo Be Good podcast. I'm your host, Asia. And today we have Dallin Canlin on with us. How are you doing, Dallin? Things are amazing, Asia. Thank you so much for having me on. No problem. Thank you for making time. So where are you from, Dallin? I was born in Maryland, lived there for 10 years, then moved to North Carolina in 2006. And that's where I am. I'm chilling in my parents' garage for the time being, living, living the dream. Yeah. Um, so I know we just spoke about um, you having a poem that you want to share. So let's go ahead and hear that. Yes, this kind of goes back to probably one of the lowest lows I can think of in my life. It was July 1st, 2022. And I just had so many different thoughts in my mind. I have ADHD. And so my brain was, I didn't realize I wasn't respecting that. I was just so frustrated with my situation and stuff. So this is poem nine in my book called God is trying to talk to me. And it's called walking in circles. It's me talking to God is the idea. Father, I don't know how I can go on. Alaska was wonderful, but that part of the song has also passed along, and it's hard to hear the old tune over and over that I've been a buffoon. Could've, would've, should've. What good have these words done? It's hard to even want to open up. I don't know where to even start. I don't know where to even start. When I say what I'm thinking, my heart is in another place entirely. People try to empathize. They don't see the pain in my eyes. It's tough to be here, it's tough to be here. I want a new life, Father, I'm tired of this one. That's a hope that keeps me going. On the other side of all this continuous pain, there has to be some kind of blessing brain, right? It's hard to sleep. I don't know how to keep my brain in line, still feel like I'm doing fine. I walked in a lot of circles today, literally. I don't know what else I can do. I go on runs all the time. People don't understand how much I'm fighting, but you do, and that helps. Another potential job fell through. Father, father, I really don't know what to do. I get my hopes up, move with faith to plant a new crop, but then the rope stopped. Sorry, my friend, we cannot help you. Thank you for your interest. We found someone else. I've only heard it a few times, but it feels like a thousand. Every mistake seems to echo in my mind so, so loud. My ADHD brain loves to have things on which to focus deep, but what's inside it now, it makes me want to weep. Some people tell me I'm not even trying. They don't realize I feel like I'm dying. I sense that there are times I didn't let myself just feel. I created a life, it's created a life for me that cannot possibly be real. It's like I'm in a dream, but even if I had the courage to climb the mountain and scream, I'd still be right here. This isn't going away. I am here to stay. Adventures all feel empty. I need you to fill me because I don't know how to do that. Not like you, anyway. Nobody can feel me like you can. I feel so defeated, like I'm a patient that I treated. So poorly, so foolishly, so haphazardly, like they were a waste of time, not worth going after with their tall climb. But I can sense some of the help you are sending. I won't lie, I'm not pretending. I'm walking in circles and I know that you can see me. Help me. Wow. You're a really good writer. That was really good. Well, thank you so much. That was really good. Um, so I'm going to go back to your childhood and then I'll work up to what led you to write that. Um, so let's talk about what was it like for you growing up? You know, I was blessed to grow up in a very God-loving home. And I had uncles that played a lot of video games here and there. And so they introduced me and my brother to video games 
my mom got me a Game Boy Pocket when I was five. And so I, I played a lot of uh, Mario and, and Pokemon. And just growing up in Maryland, I got to live with my grandparents for a little bit of time. And I'm, I have uh, I have an older brother and a younger brother. So while we were in Maryland, we had that. And then my mom and dad had a sister and then two other sisters when I was in North Carolina. But for a good portion of early life, it was just me and my two brothers. Okay. Did you ever at all like wish you had sisters? I did. So the story with that, with the sisters thing was I, I, uh, when I was around seven years old, I started praying for sisters because <laughs> yeah. I wanted, I wanted a sister. And then, yeah, it just kind of came along. God works in mysterious ways. And so, yeah, I have three of them now. Yeah, They're that's great. Amazing. That's amazing. You know what? That sounds like my son. He's seven and he's always asking for a, a baby sister. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so let me ask you this. I know you said that you like were raised in like a God-fearing home and stuff like that. Um, and a lot of times, like when we are raised like that, it kind of makes us want to steer away from that path um, once we are like of age to make our own choices. Did you ever have like thoughts and feelings like that? Or did you kind of follow in those footsteps? I would say more God-loving. I might have said God-fearing, but I really meant more God-loving, God-revering, God-trusting, God-respecting. Like my grandma's favorite scripture is Psalm 48. Like I delight to do the will of God, his will, his laws in my heart, you know? So I feel like my family was very tender about it and not pushy about it. And so I, they really gave me the wings to fly and they let me choose to fly or not. And so, no, I never felt pressure to go to church or anything like that. Like I have this one memory of not wanting to go to church and like my parents driving us to church. I was probably like eight or nine. And I didn't want to go inside for whatever reason. And like, okay. And so they leave. And then the the automatic doors in the minivan lock. And so, you know, all of a sudden I'm just sitting there in the car and they're just doing their thing in church. And I want to get out. I'm like, well, this is really boring. And so I tried getting out and then the alarm goes off and everything like that. There, <laughs> this is before I had, a, I mean, there was no, I mean, there were cell phones, but like not really at all, nothing like today. and. I think, you know, kind of going back to God answering prayers in mysterious ways, I'm sure I prayed and my mom was like, I wonder how he's doing and came in and, and yeah. you know, so I think I really believe that God has been, I've really had a, been blessed to have those experiences of God very early and mm -hmm. just learning to trust him and love him and understand him a little bit. And that's kind of grown as I've gone older, but no, I, I believe very strongly that it's been very much me. Like my parents are helping direct it and guide it, but a lot of it's me. Like a lot of the scripture study, a lot of the other things, it's all me because I want to seek him out and I want to get to know him better. And they've really just helped nourish the fire rather than pushing me into it. I'm always thankful for that. And you know what? That helps a lot. It helps immensely. So let's say we have listeners here um, that really don't know the importance of, you know, like having that relationship with between like God and your children. Can you speak to like, what's that, what that, I'm sorry, what that has done for you, like over the span of your life? So like when, how important it is for the parents to teach about God? Absolutely. Boy. Yeah, I think it starts with identity. So my parents always taught me that you're a child of God. And that for me sets a lot of 
things in motion. It makes a lot of choices easier when you just kind of remember that. Because a child of God, you know, I think of myself and all of us really as as royalty as of a sort. And so you wouldn't waste your time scrolling or something like that. If you really, really believed and knew that you were destined for great things, or even that God's there's some divinity in you, you know, that God's put there because, you know, God created you and such. And I think a parent modeling that and sharing that and helping a child pray or, or something like that is, is everything. And, and, uh, just patience too. My, my parents are some of the most patient people alive and they've really taught me to just be willing to talk to God about things, how he's not going to be like, oh, come on, you knew better yeah. than that or something. And how God just really wants effort and wants to keep trying. So I think my parents have done a pretty good job of mirroring what I feel God feels about me. And then I can get to know on a deeper level on my own, but it definitely has made all the difference for me. And you know what? That's awesome. Like it's, it's very important that we um, mirror, um, you know, the way that God actually is because a lot of times, um, like us as Christians or like, I don't necessarily like, um, claim being Christian. I'm just a follower of Christ, you know, because I try to stay away from religion in which that's something that God has taught me, but it's really important that we, um, mirror God down to the T, you know, because a lot of times like Christians or believers, um, often like go around treating people wrong, you know? And people get this wrong perception of God, you know, and God is nothing like the way that people are capable of treating one another, you know, um, like even myself, I had this, this, like the vision of God that I had was like, he's this big, mean, just angry God, you know, now he is very just, and he does not play, but he is so loving, you know, and very understanding. And you said something that really resonated with me, like, um, when it comes to God, um, and like over this past almost two years, like developing an intimate relationship with him, he's really shown me like, as long as you just try, and as long as you just have the heart to want to, and as long as you love people, like treat people right, you know, that's, those are the main things that God is looking for. Like he's, he's going to examine our heart, you know? Like, we don't have to be perfect. He doesn't expect us to be perfect. He knows we're going to make mistakes, you know, and he knows that we're going to get frustrated, you know? Um, and even like with your poem, he's taking me back to like your poem. Like he gives us space to be human, you know, and feel the frustration and communicate that with him. Um, because like him coming to earth in the form of Jesus, you know, he witnessed, you know, everything that we go through on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, so he knows, you know, what it's like and know he knows how we feel. And so, like, I think it's beautiful that you actually captured that in a poem, you know, like some real raw, uncut, you know, <laughs> talking to God. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it, it gets better because I had some from like God's perspective of like talking back to me. And I, I've been realizing this recently. A lot of the poems that I wrote, as I imagine from his perspective, they were more about me and my identity than my situation at all mm -hmm. and i think god is wise enough to know that it's better sometimes if we really get to know ourselves and work on the inside so things on the outside can just gradually change and we can felt like we had some ownership in it i sort of think of 
when like my mom or something is cooking and they like have a kid help out a tiny bit with here, you can help out with all of these things. The kid isn't really doing a ton, but they are doing something and they can feel some joy in it. And that's how I feel about my life. Cause I look at, at least where I've come in the last year and it completely blows me away. And I look at some moments like this, like I literally did walk around in a circle for like two or three hours. Like just, I couldn't do anything else. I was completely done. I was completely exhausted, yeah. frustrated, been looking for jobs. Just, there was no words for it. I have no, but then when it came to writing this poem, I wrote it in like an hour, you know? because it's like when the time came it's like I, he knows i've thought about it so much it's like this moment needs to be immortalized in history so the poem was like it's like came out like butter on toast and it was so easy but it's like there's some times where it's so difficult mm -hmm. and you get worked on mm -hmm. but that makes the really good stuff flow so much better in time his time not our time yep that's so true. That's some good stuff. Let me ask you this. So let's say if you look back over your journey with God, what are the two most valuable lessons? Well, I'm not even going to say the two most valuable because they're all like most valuable. But what are two of the lessons that God has taught you that just stick to you? I think one of the biggest ones is not mincing words. Like say exactly what you're feeling, exactly what you're thinking. And everything like that like i remember this one time when i was on my I, i'm a member of the church of jesus christ larry saints and so there's one point where i was a missionary there and i remember there were some of my fellow missionaries and we're not perfect you know so there were some of my fellow missionaries and they were talking about girls and such and i was like we're missionaries like literally like 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 i believe god has this all taken care of like we don't need to talk about this we don't need to like there's literally no need for this at all yeah. and but at the same time, I was just kind of like, I hear him talking about it. And I was just like, why are we talking about the people we're trying to help? Like, we're only here for two years. Like, what are we doing, guys? And I felt so frustrated and alone about it. And I remember praying. I can imagine myself in this moment again. Like, I was praying on my knees and I was like, God, like, help me understand this. Like, where, where, where do you feel about this? And he led me over to Samuel in the Bible. It's just about like knowing what's in the heart and everything like that. It's like, God cares so much about the heart and that's really what it's all about. He's like, that's all he needs. That's all he wants. And so if our heart is on something that we do not need in this moment, what are we doing? You know, it's like, he's told you something you need to do. And that is what you need to go after. And you need to trust him with it because he will take care of everything else. You know, one of the best moments on my mission was when I found out this girl was interested in got married. Cause then I was like, okay, we can let go because there's no chance of that happening ever. We can completely put that to the side. And it's just all me <laughs> and all him. And that's all he wants is the all him, all us relationship is that, you know? And there's so much beauty when we can just be so vulnerable and open with that. So not mincing words is huge. Cause I'm a writer. I, sometimes I want to say something the perfect way and be like, let me edit this a tiny bit. It's like, no, just like literally like I am dying here. Can you hear this? Do you hear the depth right now? So, the mincing words, but then also the second biggest thing would definitely be seeing things as you 
not as they are at present, but as that they like could become over time. Because you don't know that, you don't realize that. And I've learned that with following the spirit. One of my best friends in this on this earth, I met my very first day when I was at BYU-Idaho. And I was just at this like, it was like this like, you know, first day of college thing like the school did, it was, it was really small, some people playing basketball, whatever. And I don't know why, but my brain just, hyper-focused on this person all the way across the the way he had these pink shoes and i just felt like i need to go talk to him and so i did and then i i got his email i didn't you know it's like whatever it's like got his email and then we just kept running into each other he worked at the library at the time i think and then slowly it developed into this friendship and he had some big struggles really big struggles and things i don't understand and I was able to be there for him. And there's times where you watch some self-development video. It's like, you need to let go of these friends if they're like pulling down your energy or whatever. And it's like, but some reason I feel like I need to keep reaching out to him. And so I'd make time for him. We'd go to Wendy's together. We'd play video games. We'd hang out. We'd have a good time. And then lo and behold, Asia, he graduates and keeps struggling, <laughs> you know, above water, like shredding water, whatever. And I'm doing my thing too. But then he gets his lucky break because he's a faithful dude. He works, he's a very smart person and he gets a very good job making good money. And he has all this energy and all this life and all this excitement now. And he's like, I am never going to like, where this is gonna stay true because you were there for me when I was in my darkest pot spot. And so, you know, I went over to his apartment last July. So like, uh, like a couple days after that was written, the walking in circles thing. And that was what he said. It's like, dude, we're, we're bros. Like you were there for me when I was having these moments of like, he was wanting to commit suicide, you know, at one point, like he was very, very, very in the dark. And it was very, very good that I did not let him go, uh, that I kept trusting what I felt I needed to do and keep reaching out to him. And it was just so interesting, but I'm like so thankful. It doesn't always work out that way, but those would be the two things. Don't mince words, be vulnerable. And your vision is nothing compared to God's vision. So see things as they can possibly be. And yeah, trust that. Absolutely. And you know what? Sometimes like, <clears throat> because it's been times where I've been like thinking about stuff and God is like, nope, go bigger, <laughs> go bigger, <laughs> you know? Um, and you know what? Yeah. When you were speaking about um, like the not mixing words, like I could hear God saying like authenticity, like being your true authentic self. And he has been ringing this in my spirit for like the last two or three months. Right. And I'm like, God, what like what are you trying to show me? He's been bringing up authentic and authenticity up before me, like nonstop, like nonstop. Um like he even went as far as he blessed me with a job where part of my title, the word is authentic is in there. So lo and behold, he's still bringing it back up before me. Right. So like a few days ago, he starts giving me, drop me a revelation, like giving me this download. And so he's been giving me bits and pieces like over the last week. And I was sharing, um, I was sharing this with a friend, well, with a coworker, this was, um, like a month or something ago. Right. And um, just randomly, she sent me a link to an um, article like a few days ago, and it was the 2023 Miriam Dictionary's word for the year. Guess what it was? Authenticity? Authentic. 
And God's talking to me about it again, like with the whole mixing words and stuff. Like you said, he wants us to be exactly who we are. You know, no mixing, adding, subtracting, none of that. Like just be us, you know, just be, <laughs> you know. And he's shown me that. And it's such a beautiful thing that like the, the creator of the whole entire universe, who made me and you, you know, and made all things, um, he accepts us just like we are, you know, even when we feel like, oh, our, my life is in shambles, you know, he's like, you know, he's like, that's, I love it. You're beautiful, you know, and I appreciate that about him. Um, and then not only that, but like giving us space, like you with the, your poems and stuff, giving us space to just let it all hang out and then taking that and turning into something beautiful, you know? And we don't know what, what a difference it can make for people too. That's why we need to share exactly what we're thinking instead of, of like this like super Cliff Notes version. Like here's like, I'm having a kind of rough day. <laughs> okay, that's great. Like, can I help with that? Like what's going on? You know, when we give people so little to work with, mm -hmm. it's like, what are we supposed to do with that? But when yeah. you really like, hey, I failed this test, I failed this class, I spent all this time studying and it's still, my efforts still were not enough. And I, I just feel like I'm not enough or, you know, like then we can understand and, and be like, oh, that's that's really hard. You know, like what, what did you do? Like, you know, and then you can have them open up and share those things more. That's, that's beautiful. That's when it can really grow and go is when, yeah you're you feel like they're meeting at you where you're at like the good samaritan i read that pretty recently it's like he met the guy where he was at the guy's half dead on the road and he meets him where he's at and he he reaches out to him and lifts him up that's amazing and you know what also too like it shows the fact that we're human you know like because in we're in such a time and era that like everything is so fake and so you know like you look on tv you look in the media you look on social media like you know everyone is well i'm not gonna say every single person but for the most part like people are living their fairy tale you know media lives you know and it's like what happened to real authentic human behavior you know i'm human we're human we go through stuff and things happen we make mistakes every day is not going to be perfect you know and it's not meant to be that way you know so it's it's wonderful when we can embrace like our authenticity and just our true original selves even with the bad days the sad days you know it, it some days varies and that that's just what it is you know it's so true. And I think we do need to have compassion on ourselves because things are going to happen outside of our control. And sometimes our brain doesn't know what's going on. So there's a couple of times where I uh, get home from doing my thing. I'd be on a vibe. It'd be great. And I walk in the door and my roommates are watching like something really inappropriate. And like, hey, you want to watch this with us? And I'm like, <laughs> guys, yeah. like, do you have a brain? Like, and then I go into my room and I still hear stuff from the TV. And I'm like, I know my brain and it is a uh, very good at downloading things, very good at memorizing things, very good at mm -hmm. any of those things. And so that's definitely a part of my journey too, is learning to declutter the filth and accepting like, this is not me. And this does not change who I am. And I am going to stay you know, focused and, and, uh, just trusting and that that's, that's a tough, tough place to be. I think what really 
helped was when I was able to talk about those things with people because after letting it go for a couple years, like I didn't, I didn't fall into it very much when I was a teen. Felt so bad about it, but I just didn't feel like I could talk to anybody about it. It's such a, such a new thing, really, in the grand scheme of things. That I, yeah, I just didn't really feel like I could talk about it with anybody. And I remember talking about it with somebody in college, you know, this like church leader, really wonderful guy, really, I mean, still amazing, amazing, wonderful person. But he he heard what I said and he said, well, I think you're fine. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but I don't feel fine. Like yeah. these thoughts are in my head, even though I haven't engaged with them in over a year or years. And it's still, they're still there. Mm -hmm. Like I, I've learned this about myself, Asia. This goes along with the ADHD thing is I'm a fighter. And so I love having a strategy. I love having some like, do this, do this, do this. So I finally like put my foot down because like things have like come through my mind and whatever. But on March 25th of this year, I just put my foot down. It's like, okay, I'm committing to staying on the road to endless virtue. Cause I feel like that is, that's a, that's a journey. Like that's a commitment. That's, you know, that's a, yeah, that's like just, that's a day by day thing. And so I set up this like Evernote notebook where it's like write down some scripture, write down like all these thoughts that like get all these things in my brain. I did that for 40 days straight and it, it was insane. And then just over that time, putting so much light in your head like that, just these experiences and moments started happening. You know, now I have this book out and I've really learned so much about like being intimate as far as like brain and like letting yourself feel these things and how it's okay and how the media is going to demonize this stuff and how people feel bad about thinking about you know being intimate with somebody it's like no that's super important like we wouldn't be here if that wasn't a thing you know there's a real reason god created that that's literally so important and it's a tough Thing to talk about and i believe that if we don't make those conversations happen then people are going to look and try to understand it themselves and satan doesn't play nice like you know and so you have to be really 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 careful and god has definitely put people in my path to like help me with feeling understood helping me with feeling loved and, and cared about because i have had that time where i've like shared with somebody and it's like i'm so glad you shared that with me because now I can actually hear you and help you. And I understand like, you know, but it's crazy over, you know, now it's been over eight months and it's like, since, you know, I committed to the road to endless virtue and it's just like, you know, that's over 240 days and it's just crazy. The scriptures, the everything, everything like this book and there's so much joy in my soul. I, I couldn't begin to describe it. And it's become, it's because I've really let God completely take over in my life period, my mind, everything. Like I don't ask to understand things. I don't look to like, sometimes self-development content is great, but sometimes I put that over God in some way. Like, let me help me find what I need to do next. It's like literally just pray. God knows way better than anything and he'll put you in the direction of that. But yeah, it's a, it's a journey and I will stay on it. That's it. It's like, this is not ending anytime soon. I'm just staying on the path and letting him guide me. And the way I look at it too, is like, again, it's not something I really engage with, 
because I felt so bad about it every time. And when I did fall into it, I would literally write it down. Like, this is what happened. This is what I was thinking. But you just feel guilty. And mm -hmm. guilt is not going to lead to good things. You have to be able to turn it into something else and remember that God can always give you peace. And that's what he's telling me. He's like, you're good, you're good, you're good. But it's like, I don't feel good, you mm -hmm. know? And, and then, but when I created the strategy that was like, this is going to help me feel powerful. Now it's like crazy. I feel like I can go talk to anybody, anytime, anywhere. And it's it's beautiful, but it is a process. It You know, it is a process. And oftentimes, like, so one thing that God has shown me is like, oftentimes we, we try to come to him and present ourselves of this version that we think that he wants us to be versus like just allowing him to walk with us as we, you know, as we go through the journey, you know, and go through the process. Um, and you know what, that this is, this is how dirty the devil is, right? He likes us. He likes to tempt us with these things that he knows is going to entice us. Right. And then let's say we fall into it. And then the minute that we do it, he tries to bring so much shame and guilt and all this stuff on us. Like I'm not perfect at all either. And it's still things that I struggle with, you know, by no means am I perfect. But every single time, like the, the thing, the key to it is, is not allowing Satan to take that guilt and that shame and have you in a corner, you know, at a distance from God. Like, no, you got to get back up. Sometimes, like it's been some times where God, I've fallen and God has told me, nope, get back in the race, you know, get back in the race. Like my grace is sufficient for you. And so like, and it, you don't feel good. You know, you feel like, oh my God, I feel like crap. Like, you know, <laughs> But that goes to show you how good that he is, you know, not to say, oh yeah, just go misuse and abuse the grace, you know, but um, he understands that we're human and that we become tempted and sometimes we fall weak to our flesh, you know, but I am super proud of you. Um, and I, I just got to say congratulations. And like you said, it's, it's a one day at a time type, you know, journey, like just, I can't even worry about next week. I don't even know if I'm going to make it there. I just got to think about what I'm doing right now, you know? <laughs> And so I'm really proud of you for um, having that, you know, that amount of like self-discipline, um, the willing and, and the willingness and the want to, you know, and allowing God to come in and take over um, because it's so hard to let go of control, you know, in our lives. Like we always want to have our hands on this and that because we want to know the outcomes because a lot of us has been through, you know, rough lives and just been through stuff and, you know, just being human. Like we want to know how things are going to turn out. And so it's hard to allow God to have that control. But when you do, like, you don't have to worry about anything, you know, you just can live and just be, you know? And so I'm very happy to see you in that space and to see you, you know, to continue to develop in Christ and just, you know, like working, continue to do his, doing his work. I'm very happy for you, you know? Thank you. Yeah. I've learned a lot about just letting things be like, if it's meant to be, it will be. And I, I had times like this past year or so, like meeting some girl or something like that and being like interested in her. And I'm I'm so stinking picky. So like when that happens, it's a big deal. And like, I'm not, yeah. So like, if I'm interested, it's like a big deal, but it's like, God knows that. And so there'd be times like this girl really stands out to me. We like, we like hit it off or it seems like a little bit like having a good little chat. And then 
I'm like, okay, well, if this is meant to be, then I'll see this person again or whatever, or they'll give me their number or whatever. Or because sometimes I've, I've learned not to force things either because God has made this very clear to me. Like you don't need to force anything, like not anything at all. Like things will happen in their time in their place and you just trust and, and let go and trust that he has it all taken care of. And that's, that's a humbling thing, but it's like what you said, Asia of like, he has it all figured out. And I I've been holding this, it says make moments matter. You can't mm -hmm. really see it, but I found this on the grass in Utah, just one day when I was walking around and I just saw it and I picked it up and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I got you. I got you. Cause it's like your journey is happening. And there are beautiful moments from last year, very beautiful moments, even though I'd have this chaos going on in my head, there'd still be these beautiful moments happening there. And I think just surrendering to the moment and trusting him in this moment, because for whatever reason, you're here and you're where you are. And there's people around you that can lift you up and people that you can lift up and a lot of it is him working in you. And that's the beautiful thing. It's like, you don't need to rely on your own strength at all. Yeah. You don't have to rely on your own words. Yeah. No, he, he's he got all the words. I just go and find somebody and the words all fall out, you know, yeah. because I have love. And then they just slip out like butter again, you know? <laughs> on so toes. Yeah, on, on toes, butter on toes. Yeah. That's how it goes. That that's That's how he does it. Yeah. I love that. And you know what? Another thing that God has shown me too is like, um, if we're really truly letting him have his way, because he's had to show me this too. Like we won't have to go looking for anything. When it's something that's for you, you won't miss it, right? If it's from God, it doesn't matter. Even if it's, even if we self-sabotage and delay, like it, you won't miss it, you know? God will gently nudge you back onto the, the correct path, you know? And what's for you will always be for you, you know? So... So let me ask you this. Let's go back to your college years. What did you go to college for? I did marketing. So I went to school for marketing. It was like business management marketing. Okay. So when you finished college, what did you um, decide to do? So I had a job lined up to work for a small podcasting company. I, you know, I run a podcast as well and was excited for that. I was just going to do some like editing. It's like really small thing just to get started. But I was excited. And then that job fell through. And so here I am jobless and living at my aunt's house. And it was just not the best situation. But then I talked about in that poem a little bit about going to Alaska. I got to go to Alaska as part of a, being my being a youth counselor for a little bit for the church and and went to Provo, Utah a little bit and got to help out these youth and got to really hear a lot of things God was trying to tell me that I just was not really open to by myself, but he was able to send all these youth and tell me all these things and also show me how strong I was because I was there for them. It's like, and they were like, you're awesome. So it was really was that. And then trying to get a copywriting job and this one job I had two interviews at and then they ghosted me. And they even messaged me before, like after two interviews, like, hey, just want to let you know, we're still thinking about you. It's like, cool nothing after that and so i've just kind of accepted so mm -hmm. a year ago today i was working at a thrift store that's where i got this hat mm -hmm. this utah jazz hat and i got a lot of 
sweet swag there and i had like a 50 percent discount so i really, really got some books and like i got some really good stuff and so i had a lot of cool spiritual experiences there like interacting with customers and stuff and it's like i wasn't making any money at all it was yeah. all about the experience it was all about what it was doing for my soul it's all about what i was learning about myself it was all about the opportunity to overcome temptation because i remember there was times books would get put there that were not good books mm -hmm. and i would very intentionally move those books away from me or whatever and i was like this is me say no look yep. at me say no and there's a lot of times where even now like i get like something comes up something it's like bro i'm just going straight to my knees that's it and you just know that he's he's proud of that and again you can see the progress you can see the development there's something really beautiful about it but it's been a journey and now right now i'm just full-time writing poetry and sharing it with people and speaking that's what i'm doing right now i haven't really done any speaking yet but i was at the library today asked the culture center people like hey can i do like a poetry show like call these people i'm like bet i feel like god is really going to make these things happen the book's starting to pick up in sales, I'm appearing on podcasts. Like if I had a job, like if I was delivering pizza or something, we wouldn't be having this conversation. And I really just feel it's like, go all in on the book. It will have a lot of sales. Just trust me. Cause I've tried a lot of different stuff. And so I'm just, that's, that's what I'm doing right now. My parents are chill with it and we'll just see what happens. It's all, it's all up to him. And I'm open to getting a job or something, but right now I just really feel I need to get this message more out there. So we'll see, but it's been a journey, especially this year, living at home and just traveling a lot and still applying for jobs and nothing really working out and doing a little bit of stuff here and there. Like I did an editing job for a friend and that helped him get into a college he really wanted to get into. So that was dope. I felt God working in me so much through that. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, there's been a lot of little nudges just to help me know like 100% I am still looking after you. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, we're at the part where it's like, I'm, I've been looking after you this whole time. This is kind of what I've been preparing. This is what's happening. Cause all these doors are opening up all of a sudden now that this book's out. And so it, it's, it's crazy, but it is a patience game for sure. Cause it's definitely been a lot of tests involved. And it's, it's always going to be a test. And you know what? It was something that just downloaded into me while you were speaking about like how you keep applying to these jobs and nothing is opening. Sometimes God won't allow those doors to open because let's say you did have a job, like you wouldn't have, number one, like you would be so wrapped up into working. And I'm not speaking like directly at you, but I mean, all of us, you know, are usually so wrapped up into working and trying to make money and trying to make amends meet. But sometimes God wants us in this season, like, well, we don't have to worry about reporting to work, you know? Okay. We, Lord, you have this assignment that you laid on my lap. And so I see you want my, un, you know, undivided attention on this, um, to get this word out. Um, so I think it's really cool. Like you don't have to worry about paying rent. You can chill at your parents' house. You can still travel, you know, cause you're not like tied to a job. You know, you don't have to answer to a boss. You don't have to worry about getting called in on your day off, you know, and you could just like chill and do stuff at your leisure, you know, and really spend some time with God and allow him to order your steps, you know? Um, and which is, that's good. Like God had me off of work for a whole year. Okay. A whole year. And like, I was getting ready to leave this state where I'm at. I was getting ready to leave Michigan and um, I started applying for jobs another state got some really good job offers and God is like, no, no, <laughs> don't work. Be still. 
And so he had me off of work for a whole year. And in that year, he gave me this platform. He had me start my book. And he just, you know, started really showing me like, like stuff spiritually, you know? And I grew really close to him. Um, I wasn't making money, but God was providing. And I never went without anything. And I would have to say my heart was fuller than it had ever been. You know, so sometimes those seasons that we he places us in, um, sometimes we don't, you know, he never tells us the whole plan right up front, you know, but that's where you have to trust him and he, you know, build with obedience. And as long as you stick to what you're doing, like he's speaking to me now about you will reap, you, I'm sorry, you will reap a, re you will reap a reward if you faint not. Oh, that was a tongue, tongue twister. So keep being diligent in what it is that you're doing, you know, keep listening for the voice of God um, because there's no oil that's going to be wasted, you know, it's going to all yeah. pay off, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. Cause he cares about all this stuff way more than we do. I felt that when I was working on the book, it's like, you're stressed about this. You're stressed about getting a cover. You're stressed about formatting. You're stressed about like all this different stuff. I care about this book way more than you do. Like you can chill. Like it's all good. Like you're literally going to be so completely fine. I feel like that's the case of like girls. That's the case with all these other things. Like as long as we're really trying to pursue him, then these things are going to just come together and, and fall into place. And that's the tough thing is like when you have the naysayers or different people that don't understand and they're like, Dallin, what are you doing? You need a job. You need a girl. What are you doing with your life? And I'm like, this is what I'm doing with my life. I know that's right. This is what I'm doing with my life. And I've tried doing right. what you said to do. And that led to chaos. That led to me feeling, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. That led to me feeling stuck. That led to me, all these other things. And it led to these things falling out of alignment. And now we're like, it's like, like maybe the stair like the ladder's like this but now we're like trying to like walk across the ladder when it's like that it's like this thing is gonna fall this thing's gonna like yeah you know so now i'm just like no down bro you're on the path bro you're on the path so i'm like if i'm the yeah. only one cheering myself on that's okay but i think of what this book the magic of thinking big says it says like be a crusader and eventually you will have people that will walk beside you and that will be like mm -hmm. hey that that's cool and and that's that's the that's what i just trust but you know what like it's it's something that you said something like you it really resonated with me because it's on this walk right one thing that god has shown me because one thing that i've gone through is people like you know god telling you to do one thing right and people are telling you to do another thing, right? People think you're crazy. You know, I've had, like, even when I was in my season of God telling me not to work, like, I I lost a good friend because I'm telling this person, like, God said, don't work, you know? And they're like, well, you need to get a job and this, that, and the other. And it's like, now I can't really befriend you like that if you're clearly telling me to go against what God told me. I'm not crazy. I know I can, I heard, I heard what he said, <laughs> you know? And so I have to be obedient to that because if I'm not, number one, nothing is gonna work, you know? Number two, I'm just gonna do do it the easy way and submit, you know? But when, when like what God revealed to me is like, people that aren't walking this spiritual walk, right? 
from a carnal mindset, they won't understand, you know what I'm saying? What it is like the path that you're on. And then secondly, what God has revealed to me is when he showed Dallin the vision, like he, he only showed it to you. So they're not going to understand the vision that he showed you. You get what I'm saying? Because the vision for your life is only set out for your eyes, you know? And along the way, like he'll send you people that are on the same path or, you know, send you people for a season or people send you people that are on a similar path, you know, that will be there to cheer you on and to, you know, just help um, accommodate you or whatever it may look like for your particular journey. But I will say this, like stay encouraged um, on this path and on your journey. I know it can have some lonely days, but don't quit. Like just keep telling yourself I'm in too deep. You know what I'm saying? I'm in too deep. And like at the rate, everything is going, like we're in the last days, you know? And I know, like, I, I want what God has for me versus, you know, anything that the world can offer me. So like, regardless of what it may look like or even what it may feel like, you know, like God's shown me not to operate out of feelings and emotions because our feelings and emotions can't see the, the vision either, you know? We can only see it with our eyes. So <clears throat> keep yourself in a space of regardless of what it looks like. I know what God told me. You know, I know I know what I heard. And even if you have to, like, if I don't know if you journal or not, but even if you do, go back into your journals where you've written like what God has shown you, you know, or what He said to you. And if you have to meditate on that for a day, a week, or whatever to get it, you know, fresh in your mind. No, I know what God told me. I don't care if I got to take a picture of it on my phone and keep showing myself, you know, whatever it takes, but just don't quit. Okay. And don't turn back. Don't look back, you know, cause you, you go into the mountaintops. I hope once you reach it to the top, you come back on here and, <laughs> and share more of your journey. Don't keep ascending. <laughs> yeah. Keep ascending. We'll see what happens. But yeah, yeah I've been journaling very consistently for the last two years or so. So almost like basically every day. And that's a real, real blessing to to go back and and read those things and, and see the the progress more more clearly. And because in the moment it's so easy to get caught up in, in the moment. We think of this as the this moment's taken a lifetime, but it literally is just a moment. And you'll only just remember how it feels as the song Little Wonders from Little Wonder or uh, from Meet the Robinsons. And that's that's what I've learned is that God is going to use this. Like you see this really painful feeling. It's like, I'm going to I'm going to use this. I'm going to help you understand everything. Like he's put so many like beautiful visions and images and all these other things in my mind. And it just helps me so clearly tell like this is God. This is not God. Yeah. There is no in between. Yeah. And I think there's people that try to say there is, and I, I don't know. But for me, I'm just like, I'm all in or all out. And that's what God has told me as well. It's like, it's awesome. You want to have a job and you like, you'd like it for people to be like, wow, he's making so much money. That's great. But it's like, I know you way better than you know yourself. And you'll be a lot happier if you're just all in completely. And if we're talking about a relationship, he knows that it's way better that I'm all in with myself than kind of like, where are we with somebody that's really not going to help me get to where I need to go? Like yeah. me and him, that's really, that's all that's needed for now. And when 
if I get to a point where that is needed, then he will send that. That will make that will happen. That that will come into the picture. You know, I played a lot of RPG games going up, and like Paper Mario is a big one. And you literally get the partner you need at that point in the game. Oh. It's like we have this giant thing blocking our way. Yeah. Oh wow, here's Bombette. She can blow up and blow this thing up, and now we can walk through it. But until then, it's like we can't make any progress yeah. except with everything else that we have going on, which is a lot. Mm -hmm. It's like there's this part of my life in progress or under construction. So like great. We have all this other stuff going on. I'm just gonna be building, 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 building. And then when there's other things there, it's like, oh great, cool. Instead of walking at it, like coming and never what it doesn't even have a estimated time. It's like we don't want it, God doesn't want us to give it, doesn't want to give us fear. Um, you know, for God hath not given us spirit of fear, but of power of love and of a sound mind. So he wants us to look with peace and hope and trust. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, like you said before, like he does not tell us the timeline. He tells us to trust the timeline. Yeah. And then we'll look back and it'll just become more and more clear. And my compassion on Dallin, past Dallin, grows this day and almost my admiration. And it's just a beautiful thing because I've really learned we have way more compassion on ourselves looking backwards and forwards. And, and so that really helps me to be patient with myself now, even as I feel like I'm in a really, really, really good spot. But there's still little things that I need to be refined on and still need to get worked on and stuff. And so I need to be patient with myself in, in those moments, too. Absolutely. And you know what you said something a minute ago, like looking over the journals, right? Because when we go on through the process and through these different seasons, we don't really realize how much like progress we're making until you open up those journals and you're like, whoa, I remember I was in a completely different mindset. Like I could just see the growth on right here on this paper, you know? And <clears throat> one thing that God has shared with me about showing ourselves grace was like, he showed me like, um, you know, we're supposed to each be a reflection of him, right? And he also shared with me, like, about us being so hard on ourselves. Like, he's like, I don't treat you that way, you know? Like, be nicer to yourself. Treat yourself better, you know? Um, it's a lot of stuff that we deal with, you know, here on Earth, you know? Um, and just the fact, even even on the days when you don't feel like it, you know? Like, because it's going to be some days where you don't feel like I have some days where I don't feel like it. I'm like, God, give me the strength, you know? <laughs> I don't feel like doing nothing, you know? But I'm like, let me at least get up and do something, you know? And the more you do, the better you feel, you know? You'll start to feel better. But just, like, take it easy on yourself. Oh, and it's another thing. Like, if you ever come to a space where, like, you like, God, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Cause sometimes he'll give us these assignments and you're like, Lord, you want me to do what, you know, or let's say you're in the middle of writing a poem and you just stuck. I always ask God for strategy. Lord, give me strategy on how to do this. Lord, take over, you know, give me strategy. And I'll sit there and wait and just listen, you know, and he'll just start giving me steps to take, giving me steps to take. And that's how it is with our assignment and our purpose. You know what I'm saying? He never reveals us the whole game board like here, you know, or the whole board like here, this is what you're going to do. Then we get done with that, you go, and you'll end up over here, you know? He might show us a glimpse of where he's taking us all together, but he doesn't show us the in-between, right? He'll just show you a step. And in faith, you're supposed to take that step, you know, out of obedience and in faith that, you know, and 
that's what really counts, you know? And some of us have to take the long route, you know? <laughs> some of us have to take the long route. But it's okay because when you make it through, you look back at your former self and you're like, man, I, I learned so much, you know? I'm so grateful to God. Like, you know, I actually went through that stuff because it had, not, had I not gone through that, I would not be able to stand here like I got some sense today, you know? <laughs> you know, and then too, like, Sometimes like if, well, I'm not even gonna say sometimes, all the time, if God blesses us or produces a blessing in our lives before we're ready for it, it'll turn into a curse, you know, cause we're gonna fumble the blessing. We're not gonna know what to do with it, you know? So that's a really, that's another really great characteristic of him being a, a, a great and honorable father, you know, instead of just giving us the desires all of, of our heart all the time, knowing that it could bring us to ruin, you know? I'm like, Lord, thank you for having patience with me, even when I'm begging for it, knowing, knowing I don't need it, you know, and then, like really working with me, working me through the process to ensure that I am not only ready to receive, but also able to maintain the blessing, right? And, and so that I don't fumble it and that I don't cast my pearls before swine, right? You know, so it's, it's challenging, but he's very thoughtful and very detailed and you know, he's, he's much better than me because I'm <laughs> much better than me, you know? And so I'm really grateful for him. And um, it's really refreshing. You know, I see God moving in your life and I, I, I can see the growth all over you. You know, I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of you. Keep going, Dallin. I'm over here cheering. Keep going. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I think we talked on the phone back in like, april 27th and then we jumped on like another video call like a little bit ago and that was before the book came out and now we're now we're here so yeah i'm, I'm excited i'm really curious just real quick with that one year gap what was something else you you learned besides like not listening to like just really trusting him like what he said as opposed to like all the noise and stuff from other people what else did you learn from that season um oh i learned a whole lot um, but I've, most importantly, I've learned that, um, number one, God is not like some of the people that I have known, come to know, or come to have encounter. Like, you know, God is so much better. And I tell him, thank you all the time, you know, and it's really not the people it's a, because we're in a spiritual world, right? The spiritual world is more real than the real world. Um, but I have learned to lean on God's word because I've listened to people in the past, like over my years, you know, and it hasn't done me no good. And so I put that on a scale and I weigh it up to what has God told me versus, you know, every time I've listened to God and I've taken every step that he told me to take, I've never been upset that I have, you know, people on the other hand, you know, every, almost every time they've let me down, you know, God, I might not like his process, but every single time he's always, I'm always happy with the results that he's producing through me, you know? Um, and most importantly, to stay focused, like not even think about, like not even listening to what family, friends, even the people I've known since the sandbox days, you know, like really to be in tune with God. Someone, I could be sitting and having a conversation with someone and I will hear God in my ear while they're talking, telling me something to do something completely different than what they're talking about. And in that moment, it's like, Okay, I hear you, God. 
you know, so always listening to the voice of God and tuning man out, like, you know, and regardless of whatever relationship me and this person is supposed to have, um, and just really to stand strong on the relationship with God. Cause he, I, I, I know God come through, you know, he comes through, you hear me? God comes through. It was a season that I was in, um, this year, um, where God had me, um, going, I, I was in a season of homelessness, right? And in this season, um, God made sure he, like, he made it clear that this is the space where he wanted me to be in. Um, and so I, I never questioned God as of why, right? I just went through the motions and it hurt. It was, it was a hard process. And I would tell God, God, this hurts, you know, this is, ain't no fun, you know, and I, I cried, but I would tell God how I felt, but <clears throat> I would never, um, step outside of what, you know, I knew God wanted me to be like in that season. Okay. If you want me to stay here at this shelter, I'm going to go ahead and do it. You know, I don't like it. Um, it's uncomfortable, but I'm going to do it. Like, and in that season, people were in my ear. You should do this. You should do that. You should do this. No, I know what God told me. God told me to stay. He told me to be still. And, I, and so I did. And little did I know that that season unlocked multiple doors for the season that I'm in now, you know, um, just multiple, you know, doors and not even to just go through the process because like I had no idea it was going to unlock multiple doors. I just did it because I know that's what God said. So I know that he's not going to ask me to do something for no reason. You know, I don't know why he wants me to do it, but I, I just know it's going to, you know, have a part to do in something down the road. Um, but the most thing that I've learned is to stay trusting in God, no matter what the situation or the circumstances look like, you know, like no matter what it looks like, like no matter, it could get ugly. Okay. And it could be real ugly. Like even in my season of um, being housed in that shelter, like my younger brother was killed early this earlier this year. And um, at the time I was working two jobs, I'm in school, I'm being housed at the shelter, still being a parent, still coming out with podcasts. I have a t-shirt line. I'm re, you know, re um, publishing my book. I just had a lot of stuff going on. And I'm like, God, this is too much. Now this is, you know, I don't know how much more I could take, you know, but like God gave me space to mourn. He gave me space to be human. He gave me space to feel what I felt. And then he turned around and it gave me strength, you know? Um, so regardless of all those circumstances, like still staying focused on God, not ever letting circumstances shut my relationship down with God or ever getting mad at God. God, how dare you? I would, you know, I could never do that, you know? So those were some of the biggest lessons that I learned this year. Like I've learned a ton of them, but those are the ones that really stick to me. Like, it's like, I don't care if I don't care if I'm outside in the box. It's me and you got, you know, <laughs> it's me and you got, you know. Oh, and one more. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm gonna, and then I'm going to be dumb. Um, another one that God has that's really stuck with me over this year is um, sometimes God like will have us go so into a person's life. Right. Like it's been times um, in my season where God will bless me with a little bit and I really only have a little bit. Um, and he will have me like he took me through this season of where he was having people sworn to me 
And then he would have me take the seed and go sow into somebody else, right? And another lesson that I've learned is just do what you hear God say and do. And it don't have to always be financially. It could be time. It could be anything. You know what I'm saying? Because you never know what somebody's going through. But just always, when God send out orders, march to his orders, you know? And just be obedient. No matter if it's your last 50 cent that you got. I'd be like, okay, God, you, you said him? Like, you know, whatever, however um, I can, however I can serve. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the main thing, to have a heart to serve the people of God. You know, sorry, yeah. for going, sorry for going and going and going. Um, that's okay. It was awesome. So let me ask you this. I'm going to flip the question and ask that to you, like, from the last time that we spoke. Um, well, no, I'm going to go even further than that. So from March to now, um, what is it for you? I think it really just comes back to trust. It says it in Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And there was a day pretty recently where I was feeling like, God, what's going on? You know, like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I can't. So this is happening way too much. What's going on? I don't know what's happening. I just met this person. They love my book. I met this lady. I was in my pajamas. She still really loves my book. How did I meet? Well, I don't know what's going on. It's all happening so fast. And then I opened up to seven habits of highly effective people. And I literally opened up the page that we talked about trust. It says trust is the highest form of human motivation. If God is putting his trust in you, if you're feeling his trust, that should be the most motivating thing in the entire world. If somebody trusts you, mm -hmm. that should be the most motivating thing in the entire world. If your kids trust you, like that should really help you to get any of these things done because they they are leaning on you or they they want to help you or whatever and that's what i felt is like i was struggling to trust god and he was still giving me these amazing experiences you know helping out these youth he knew i wasn't going to say anything stupid i was going to try to love these youth as well as i could even if it was imperfect as heck at the time i was really like it was crazy but he was helping <laughs> me say what needed to be said yeah. and loving them and helping them out and you know it was just so so beautiful with that and yeah just like i've really learned he trusts me that's why this poem that's why all this other stuff there's no way if he didn't and so he's been and he's been putting people in my life even when i was going through all this stuff mm -hmm. he's still putting people in my life and so this knowing that he does trust me and he will always put things to help me trust him more and more and more and more over time until things kind of come together. I think of like Joseph of Egypt, you know, he got wrongfully accused of, you know, being with Potiphar's wife and Potiphar's mm -hmm. wife, you know, like framed him and everything like that. And then Joseph's chilling in prison and then he helps out those guys in prison. And, and he's like, well, I don't know why I did, but I just, I just did what I needed to do. And then literally one of the guys like, hey, there's this guy in prison I met named Joseph and he could probably interpret your dream Pharaoh. And it's like, then Joseph gets let out and then they realize he has the spear with him and stuff because he's been a good guy. He's been a good guy this whole time. You know, some people thought he was not. He was because God knew the truth. And so it's like trust. People don't need to know how hard you're working. 
Nobody will know some of those days last year where I'd wake up at like 2 a.m. because I cannot sleep. And I went on a walk and hung out under this playground and just prayed until I just felt something because I was trying to just get something. Or those days were last year where I was running in the 20 degree weather again because I was like, I gotta commit to something. I just need to, I just need to help myself out, really love myself because I know God loves me. It's like I need to do that for myself. And he puts a lot of these clues, like this is me showing my love for you. Mm-hmm. And it's like when we can do that for ourselves, that's when life goes like, that's, yeah. that's that's what's happening. And. But it's a it's a journey. I think it's trust, really trust that he can do amazing things. You know, it says in the first page of the book, only God could have turned my mess into an amazing message. That that's he's the only one who could have done that. And that's only comes from trust. If we're trying to like try to make things happen, but sort of be in the plan, but not be in the plan, or not trusting him or trusting him, it's like we're not we're not gonna really get get there i wouldn't be here there's no way there wouldn't be a book i i don't know what i would be doing but he he uh he has there's things that happen and he's got a a got a plan with it all and he will support us and help us out and he trusts us he trusts us with a lot he trusts us with our bodies he trusts us with our minds like they're extremely powerful and they're tools we can do amazing things Mm -hmm. with tools you can also destroy things with tools and so he will help us to do that and yeah, he just trusts us a lot. And the evidence of that is all over my life. And I'm sure that will continue to grow as I continue to just trust him. Isn't it an awesome feeling to know that God trusts you, like in me? <laughs> that is so awesome. <laughs> that is so amazing. So a couple more questions. So <clears throat> first of all, what's the title of your book? It's called God is Trying to Talk to Me. Okay. And... Tell everyone um, what inspired that. I wrote a poem that was from God's perspective is what I imagined it as back in October of last year. And it just kind of came out of me and it was called be patient with yourself. And it was like, just kind of God, you know, I imagined it as like God talking to me. And so I, I wrote that and then August of this year, I was having a really rough day. I was just feeling like, this is crazy. Like, can we please, like, this is nuts. And I don't know why, but I was scrolling through my phone on my notes and I found that and I clicked on it and I I just filled with the spirit immediately. Just like, be patient with yourself. I got you. And then I wrote a couple poems, more poems from that lens. And I met this lady at the lake as I was running by her and I just felt like I should share one of these poems with her that I written over a year ago and she's like why isn't this in a book like right now and I was like well I don't know I was like kind of thinking about it it's like I'm trying to find a job you know it's like I'm trying to do a lot of things she's like you get it out on Amazon and you can make this happen people need this stuff and then I was like okay well I'll get your email and we'll just see what happens and then lo and behold I just kept really feeling it like just I can't really put into words just the spiritual push, like get this out, get this out, get this out. And now it's out. So it really came about with with that. And then God helped me choose 25 moments. So that's the seventh one. He helped me choose 25 moments. And I wrote 25 poems in three days because I was only planning on doing the poems of the 25, my son poems. 
But then I really felt when I was putting them together, like I needed it to be more personal. And so he helped me come up with 25 moments and then he gave me 25 poems in three days. And so, you know, and there's a little bit of more refining that I I did before publishing, but 90% of it, you know, is written really quickly. And it was just, it was time. It was time. I've tried coming out with a book. I've tried writing a book a couple times, multiple times. It just never really clicked, never really worked out. And he's like, okay, it's it's happening. It's time. And I'm just pushing, I'm pushing. And, and he knows I'm ready for this. And so I'm ready for whatever success comes with it, et cetera. Whereas maybe before I wouldn't have been. And that's really the, the story. And so, yeah, there's just fun. All these moments from him lifting me up and teaching me about trust and building up people. And I just turn those into poems. And so now you can look at it like when i lost like when i had my big bike uh motorcycle e-bike accident almost lost my foot like that's number 10 i almost lost my foot today and that was the day before like nine excuse me not so i said it earlier was it was seven but nine was the walking in circles poem and i say help me and the very next day was when i almost lost my foot so it's like that's how god was going to help me was having this crazy experience of him teaching me like you because i was like it was so painful, but I was protected. And I was just taught from that, like, you're not losing your foot and you're not losing any of this. Like, I am going to help you out. Like, I am looking out for you. And I was able to be in a wheelchair for my next counselor places in Utah. And he used me in a wheelchair. It's like, I will use you wherever you want. Oh, like, no, that's right. All the heart, man. That's all it is. Yeah. So it was, it was that journey. And, yeah, it's it's uh, it's beautiful, and there will be many more. I'm just waiting and trusting, and I write poetry every day, and just kind of waiting for that direction. But right now, I'm just getting this one out as much as possible and getting the word out. I love that. I love that. And you know, I was hearing a guy. He was saying um, when you were saying like you could feel a spiritual nudge. I was hearing God say, "The time is now." Yeah, I was hearing him say that. Um. So if people want to purchase your book, where can we find it? Right now, it's only on Amazon, on Kindle. I met, it was so crazy. Like I've talked to people about having a podcast and stuff and they might look it up. But like today at the library, I mm -hmm. met this couple and she opens it up on Amazon, you know, like soon after talking with her. And she's like, oh, I can read it for free on Kindle Unlimited. I was like, well, you have to pay for Kindle Unlimited. She's like, I pay for Kindle Unlimited. I read books on Kindle Unlimited all the time. I was like, oh, there you go. You can just read it. And then there she is. She's reading it. Aww. And it's like, that's crazy. And it's just beautiful. But yeah, it's on Amazon, on Kindle. I'm going to get it on Audible and paperback next year. I'm really excited for Audible. That'll, I think that's going to help so many people. Like driving to work and hearing these things, I think that's going to be so affirming yeah. and beautiful for them. But one day at a time, I'd like, like, I was hoping to get the Audible out the same day, but it's like, you really just let these things have their place in time. Mm -hmm. Right now I'm going super deep on the Kindle, learning about <laughs> thinking of myself in this way of like going all in in this area, seeing if that's possible, you know, getting a speaking gig you know, and trusting that. But yeah, right now it's only on Kindle, but definitely going to be growing forward. Absolutely. And you know what? Like a lot of times, like when we, um, when God give us these assignments and stuff, we think that it has, it has to be perfect. Like, you know what I'm saying? Going out there, but really God just wants us to get it out. And then he'll show us like, you know, more and more steps along the way. Like, you know, um, I'm really, 
proud of you for being obedient and putting that book out there. I'm going to have to purchase a copy. Um, I appreciate this. I appreciate this. Oh, one more question. If people want to work with you outside of this, how can people find you? So LinkedIn's probably the easiest way to reach out to me. That's the one I use most. Yeah, that, that's probably it. And if you don't have that, I mean, my email is uh, dccandlin at gmail.com. If you want to, I'll just put that out there. Sure, go for it. I've, I've had the sacred opportunity of talking with people that are struggling with pornography still. And you just, the compassion is so unreal. And the, the, the desire and the feeling of like, there's one dude I've been talking with for a year now, you know, and he just, he tells me every single time he slips up and I just like my love for him will never die. And I just felt it when I first was talking with him and just the, the appreciation I have, but yeah, if something from this hit, I mean, I'm always down to talk or God puts people in our lives for a reason. So I'm happy to help out if I can, but those are the, the two main ways. That's amazing. That's amazing. And not enough people feel comfortable enough talking about that, you know, because um, people feel like they're abnormal, you know, when they are having a hard time with something like that. But just because like we all struggle with something. Right. And just because our two struggles are not the same doesn't mean that you're any, you know, more bad of a person or I'm bad. You know, we're human, you know, and things happen and we're human. And so that means we have weaknesses. You know, every single person does. Some people don't mind talking about theirs. Some people wouldn't dare talk about theirs, you know, but regardless of how perfect someone seems, every single one of us struggle with something in some way, shape or form, you know? And so I appreciate your courage um, and your authenticity and your originality and your transparency, you know? <laughs> I appreciate this. I really do more than you understand. Yeah, no, I really appreciate you encouraging me, encouraging me and helping me along in the journey. I remember, I think it was last time we jumped on the call, you said, look at what he does next. And that, that, I just, that kind of sat in my mind, you know, it's like, that's a beautiful thing to think about. It's yeah. just like, we don't know what's, what's coming up tomorrow. I made plans today of doing like reaching out to this person. But then when I was at the library writing poems, I just felt like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go chill and just think about God. That's what I did for like three hours today. I just was just sitting in my car, looking at the temple and just thinking about him. That's what I did for three hours and just wrote poetry. And it's like, that's where I needed me. That's where I was. I'm not going to be forcing anything. And yeah, it's just a beautiful place to be. But I really appreciate you having me here on your awesome place of, of healing and sharing and growth and i just know the the sky is the limit for you and you'll you'll go even beyond that it's because of where your heart's at it's because where your soul's at and it's because where you want to be so just thank you so much for having me on asia i appreciate that i love this i, I honestly love this because i get to meet amazing people um and i get to you know talk with people about their journeys like i love this just to, for people to you know, have a space um, and for like all the listeners, the amount of support um, and just the, the people that's listening, you know, just to know, like, be encouraged. It's going to be OK. I, it might not feel like it is, but it is, you know, it's no cir circumstances that's bigger than God, you know. And so as long as we living and breathing, we got another chance, you know, we, as long as we are still present within our bodies, like it's nothing bigger than God, you know.
And even in death, like, you know, even in death, it's nothing bigger than God. But while we're here on this earth, you know, we always have a chance at something getting better. You never know with God. It's one phone call, one email, one. You could be at the store at the right place at the right time. And God will have you crossing paths with somebody that will change your life at that moment for the rest of your life. You never know with God, you know. That happened at Walmart last year. I met this guy and he just could tell that was some kind of angel for him. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm going through all kinds of stuff, man. And <laughs> he didn't, he didn't tell me this till recently, but you know, I met him at Walmart, his, his, him and his wife ended up having me over for dinner. And then there's one day when I was really, really low and they brought over a bunch of groceries for me. And oh. I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like I had no job. I was just looking and looking and God knows we're looking, God knows we're fighting. There's no doubt about it. And he will put people in the picture to help out. But yeah, I did literally meet this guy at Walmart and I said, hi, and just felt good about him. And then I walked away and I was like, no, nah, I need to go back and just talk and, and just see yeah. how he's doing and make sure he's okay. And that little desire to just kind of check in and see if he's all right, that can lead to really, really beautiful things. Like mm -hmm. you just kind of show up and what I keep telling myself, maybe this will be useful for somebody who struggles with perfectionism or something, Asia is, all we need to do is make a ripple. God will provide the splash. Ooh. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I we like just do that. this little ripple and it's like, mm. God does the, <laughs> yeah. that's what God does. We do the ripple. That's it. I love that. I love that. That's all it takes. That's it. I love that. He don't expect, he don't, he does not expect us to do the splash, right? He just want us to do just what we can, you know, and he do the rest, like literally all like the rest, you know, I really like that. I really like that. Yeah. I've been sharing that a lot recently. I just was chilling by the pond and did some <laughs> meditation and I was walking away and just was feeling a little bit needing some direction or help. And mm -hmm. yeah, I saw this, like in this little pond, there's like this little ripple, but then it stretched over the entire pond. And I was like, I do the ripple. God provides the splash, man. Yeah, and then I made right. a podcast episode, like right then and there. I'm like, okay, this is him. This is him right now. I'm doing this. So that's, that's what I've been reminding myself of too. I mean, today I feel like I should go talk with these guys super briefly. And I just mm -hmm. gave them fist bumps and told them to keep up the good work. Yeah. And I was like, that's it. Like, I don't need to say like, yeah, absolutely. Like whatever. I don't need to say the perfect thing. It's just, I'm just, yeah. So. I hope that helps somebody because that lately I go back to that. It's like, that's <laughs> I it. love that. I love that. You just helped me. I love that. I I'm really so do. I, once again, I appreciate you, Dallin. I really do. I love this. I enjoyed it. This was, this was, this got my heart full. Oh yeah. This, I was really looking forward to this too. And I think it's something I just kind of needed, uh, needed its time. You know, mm -hmm. I, I remember being in like April or May, it's like, when am I going to jump on that podcast? <laughs> you know, but it's like, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it, it came with time. And then now I have the book out. It's like, this is the best time to be on, of course. Yeah. And then, yeah, hopefully it can be on again when I have another book out about whatever it is. But yeah, I'm, I'm really thankful you had me on. No problem. And you're welcome back anytime. Every time you drop a book, I want you to come on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, thank you so much for joining us on Let the Healing Begin podcast. A couple ways to support, you can head over to www.greatergrowthllc.com. Support us there by purchasing a t-shirt or a faith-based sweatshirt. 
You can also head over to www on Amazon, I'm sorry, and purchase a copy of Back in My Day by Asia Wilson. And then last but not least, you can also check out the link tree. We are now offering um, life skills and also, also mentoring services. Thank you so much. And until next time. Let the healing begin. I just, I just <laughs> wanted to say that. I love that. <laughs> Let the healing begin. So good.